When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. Today we are going to get into a bench-clearing brawl, history in the making, and an interview with a very special guest named John Moore right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now baseball together welcome back baseball family brad are you excited to talk about baseball tonight with us oh brig i am so excited to talk about baseball tonight holy Me too, my friend <laughs> it has been insane we had opening day weekend it, it could not have been better for some worse for others completely ridiculous all the way around <laughs> i don't think very much of what we expected has taken place though there has been some and we are, uh, <laughs> we're, well, I think we're in for a zany 2021. That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I think it's safe to say, yeah, let's, yeah. So Definitely. let's get started with our, let's talk about, uh, this meaningless predictions that we made last week <laughs> before <laughs> opening day happened. Because what the craziness we're seeing now, baseball family, is that, uh, so much confirmation bias has taken place and so much just arms in the air fed up with the season already oh my gosh i can't believe they already are terrible (laughs) or or we're gonna win it all i told you so whatever (laughs) everything in between has already begun we are here and it is coming at a whopping two percent of the way through the season (laughs) and why wouldn't it Oh, if you no, have point one percent of the season to react to, you're going to overreact. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. it's the best. It's absolutely <laughs> the best. So Brad, Brad and I are going to get into some of that today. <laughs> but first, but first, we got to talk about Nick Castellano starting, starting a bitch clearing brawl and uh subsequent suspension brad would you uh would you want to tell our baseball family just exactly what happened <laughs> well okay so castellanos got beaned okay and and he, he took it like a man he took his base and then he came around and eventually scored uh on right. a wild pitch right yes yep so there is you know the pitcher came in i'm drawing a complete blank in my head right now who it was um but it it's almost not important. doesn't matter what i think it was woodward with the cardinals but anyways <laughs> Uh, so he came in and Castellanos beat him to the plate, scored, stood up while we'll, we'll call him Woodward. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Was still on the ground and Castellanos stood up, got in his face, flexed, and gave him a little bit of LFG. Um, yeah. If you're not sure what that means, that's let's bleep and go. <laughs> and and then he wa- went to walk off the field. Yeah. That's it. Now the reason Woodward's on the ground is because he tried to make a diving tag on his yes he in, did in the base bath. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was right at the plate. Um, yep. Woodward stood up, and he was ready to go back. But Yadier Molina took exception <laughs> and came after Castellanos. And wouldn't you know it, 
everybody else took exception with Molina taking exception. The bench is cleared. There was a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving, a lot of uh, scuffling, I guess. I don't know that there were actually any punches thrown. But as a result of this, I don't even think we, I don't think we can call it a brouhaha. It, um, not even a brouhaha. No, it wasn't not a, a scrap. It was not even close to a Donnybrook. No that's way. what I was just going to say. Not even close to a, a Donnybrook, buddy. No. Uh, no, whatever it was, is a little <laughs> bit of a scuffle. Castellanos got suspended two games for inciting a bench-clearing brawl. Now, it was the baseball equivalent of a political rally, a peaceful <laughs> one. It might have been more mild. Like, yeah, yeah, this, this yeah. is my thing. This is my thing. So, last year we have Joe Kelly get suspended eight games, eight games in a 60-game season for yeah. making a funny face and calling Carlos Correa a name. Yeah. But we have known and proven cheaters who are still out there roaming the streets and the base paths of baseball <laughs> with nary a punishment. At large, sir. Indeed. Entitled and dangerous. Yes. (laughs) Still wearing a stolen championship ring at that. Correct. Yes, sir. Now, if somebody doesn't have their priorities out of whack, I don't know what's going on in baseball. Because they've had the campaign, let the kids play. Like, this kind of stuff, this is commonplace in basketball. Right? Yeah, come on. Like, this this is basketball culture. We, they play all the time. Allen Iverson stepping over uh, Ty Lue. Yep. The step over, I feel like, is more disrespectful than what Castellanos did. Like, by far. And totally. there was nothing. Nothing happened after that. Right. And so, it's just, it's so stupid to me that baseball players are taking such exception to mild quote-unquote disrespect we're going to call it because you know to some degree it is but that's sports right you're trash talking you have to be able to draw the line between like okay this stays on the field because castellanos even said after he said yadi molina could have punched me in the face and i still would have asked him for a signed jersey after the game that's right (laughs) you know that he's not going to lose any respect for him he doesn't like he doesn't lose any respect for anybody on the field with all that trash talk it's just part of the game you have to have the ego or you will get eaten alive in baseball and any sport, really. Especially at the professional level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that so many of these guys can't put that ego forward and just brush it off and be like, well, all right, next time we'll strike them out. That That's the issue I have with this whole thing. Like, I understand sticking up for your guy, but you don't need to go after him. No. You know? Well, who's going after whom here? That's the problem. Because... This is not a, an instance where the Cardinals are saying, "Now listen." <laughs> I feel like it was though. I feel like that's what Yadi Molina so? was, well, because they held back Molina. They well, held no, him no, back. no. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the suspension. Like you, oh, you, all of the tension on the field, and that's all. Nobody threw a punch. Nobody's getting in each other's face. Too bad. And it's just, it's pretty quiet. I mean, it was not a, even a big deal. It wasn't a brawl. Right, and, the and you know, there all is ridiculous. <laughs> there was a big crowd that looked a little bit like a rugby scrum that kind of got like to the backstop. Let me tell you but, something rugby scrums are incredibly violent. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this looked like had, a preschool that got a little too excited about the Easter eggs. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> That's what this looked like compared to a rugby scrum. <laughs> preschool preschool soccer shin kick. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ow. <laughs> no, I had the egg. You, they said you could only have eight in your basket. <laughs> yeah, I have eight in my basket, but I put one in my pocket. They never said anything about my pocket. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what this was. This- it was. It was, exactly. And poor Nick Castellanos has to – sit down for two games because of it. He's going to appeal because that's what they do with every suspension. And I hope that he wins, honestly. Like, oh yeah, I, I really hope that they're like, okay, yeah, two games excessive, one game. No, 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 you will sit him down, no games. Right. But who – the question is for me, I'm wondering, who in the world is taking exception? Is the, Car- is the Cardinals organization saying, uh, excuse me, Rob, you will come down on him? No. I don't think so. It's no. not. It can't possibly be. Yeah, especially since their guy really was the one who started everything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Twice. Honestly, if you count the pitch and then the and then Molina? No. Yep. This this coming all the way down from that ivory throne that is aloof mm. and above the cloud line and they can't see anything. We're just blinded by the light up there. I am <laughs> exactly shocked. <laughs> I hate it. So let's talk about something very positive then. Um Shohei Otani out in uh, Anaheim is doing some <laughs> incredible things, and Brad, I like the way you word it. He's doing Babe Ruth things. He's pulling he's, straight uh, from the Book of Ruth. Let's put it that way. The, the Book of Ruth. He's that wimpy deer, <laughs> uh, resurrected. I guess yeah. it's being Easter weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> here we go. He hit uh, one hundred one on the radar. With his pitching, right? That's you, mm-hmm. didn't you say that was the fastest starting pitch this season so far for, yeah, for any starting pitcher? Yeah, fastest pitch by any starting pitcher this season. And then he goes in and bats number two. Yeah, so two. Yeah, not nine like everybody in the National League, or even right. eight like Joe Madden is known to do sometimes. Right, with John Lester no. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's batting number two and goes in. Bottom of the first inning hits a 450-foot bomb, 115.2 miles per hour off the bat, which is the hardest hit home run by anybody this season. 2% of the season. But, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's still quite a bit of bats, though, let's be real. Yeah, there's a lot of sa- – the, the sample <laughs> size is not terribly small so far yeah. <laughs> already. It, yes. Uh, but still, that that's impressive – that it a pitcher is. is doing that. Oh no, I'm not saying it's not impressive. It's this is insane, and like you said, this is Babe Ruth stuff. It is, and it, this it's is, this is crazy. It's really strange, you know. Like he's just one of those guys. Like, what do you really actually do with him? You know, you let him pitch when it's his turn, and then when he's not pitching, I guess you DH him. But do you let him sit? Like, should. You know, he he had that run in at the plate. There was a play at the plate where he got taken out, and he ended up leaving the game. They said yeah. that it wasn't related to an injury for the play, but they said that he's pretty sore after. So I'm wondering if they let him sit today anyway. Sure. You know, like if that wasn't the plan, like you pitch Sunday, you don't play Monday. You know, that's that's going to be the deal. Yeah. You know, like, but because it's one of those bats that you want in the lineup every day, a guy who if can hit can. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Who can hit like that and run like that? Because he might be the fastest DH in the American League. Totally. With the well, he's eight hundred feet tall. So yes, yes. 
that yes. that helps. And and <laughs> not not like Aaron Judge tall and large. He's tall and limber and fast. He's fleet. Well, you look at fleet him running. He runs very much like a gazelle. It's fleet of feet is what it is. It's yes. like it's like watching uh, Michael Flatley out there on the base paths. <laughs> You're talking about Lord of the Dance. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where, I don't know how I pulled that reference all the way out, but there, here we are, and uh, sheesh, <laughs> thank you for being there, thank you, Brad, for meeting me there in this obscure place I found us. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, well, anyway, now that we've reached the Lord of the Dance, let's move on to Atlanta. So, <laughs> so the the Major League Baseball All Star Game was supposed to be played in Atlanta this year at the Braves right. New Stadium. At what's it called this year? Truest Park. Truest, yeah, Truest. Truest. Okay, uh, but because of political reasons, they have pulled the game out. It looks like it's probably going to be played in Denver. Denver. Uh, That's right. Of course. We are not going to expand on it because we try to avoid politics at all costs on this show. So if you're curious about what it means, what it is, what's going on there, go ahead and look it up yourself. But. Yep. This is, there were a couple things here that, that stood out to us. One was that Atlanta reports say that Atlanta will miss out on $100 million of revenue from yes. that game being pulled out. Uh, but really what it is was Brig was giving me a little bit of a geography lesson, and the stadium is not in actually like in Atlanta. It's in Marietta. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's right. And depending is, on traffic, it's a minimum 40-ish minutes outside north outside of Atlanta. And Atlanta's got a weird geography. It's an enormous city. So the Atlanta metro area is vast and expansive. It's like Simba and Mufasa, like anything the light touches, right? It's like <laughs> kind of like that. But, but, and they're really, if you stand back far enough to, I don't know, Marietta, kind of where maybe Truist Park is, you can see the three distinct metropolitan skylines that make up this sort of triangulation that become the epicenter of the Atlanta metro area. It's very interesting. But, yes, they're, they're a minimum 40 minutes outside of Atlanta in Marietta. And I think that was my, my next big question for you was, is it actually part, is it considered part of the Atlanta metro area? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So I, so I guess that is still works. Then. Everything else. <laughs> Like, so is so my next question I have a follow up Brig is the state of Georgia considered the Atlanta metro area? Yes it is. Very good. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. All encompassing. Until you reach like Auburn, <laughs> which is in Alabama for those yes. of you hit geography buffs. Um or Chattanooga again on the you know, now we're talking about southern Tennessee. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but this actually brought brought us to a point like should teams be allowed to use the name of the metro city that they're in specifically for marketing? Like we talk we talk about this all the time with the Angels. The Angels are technically It came up it came up again today. <laughs> yeah, the, the Angels are technically called the LA Angels because they right. want to be part of the LA market. They want to be part of well, the LA metro area. Isn't it the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Well, they dropped Fully? the of Anaheim. They Did they, they dropped the of Anaheim oh, a couple years ago. I keep yeah. Forgetting that. Well, it, it was a smart move um, as far as, like, naming conventions go. But yeah, of course. They should have just moved it back to the front and dropped the L.A. because that's more correct. Um, yeah, more precise but, maybe is even better, Yeah, more right? precise. Yeah. yeah. 
but but should teams like Atlanta be able to use the name of the main city in the in the metro area as their team name if they're not actually within the city limits? Because I feel like the city itself, like the city of Atlanta, is missing out on revenue anyway with every they single are. game day. Yes, that instead is going to Marietta, right? Right. So I when I went down to Truist Park was SunTrust then. I ended up talking to a handful of people that work there, and and uh, so they've built up the battery. It's kind of had this Wrigleyville Wrigleyville feel, where you know it, the, the entire situation there. It's like blocks and blocks. It's built up in uh, with bars and restaurants and baseballism and stuff. Like they have their shop there and everything like that. Like it's it's a commercial hub, mm-hmm. and they ended up doing that in order to draw attendance right and to then facilitate and entertain those attending baseball games exclusively that's the only point so i i i can't remember the numbers it's been a couple of years but apparently the within the first short amount of time they brought in like staggering amounts of money i Mm -hmm. think it was i think they said that it was going to pay for itself within three years like the the new stadium build, the entertainment district surrounding it. That's it's quite small. I mean, I, I say district very loosely, but the 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 battery, the very limited space that's for entertaining baseball fans, that mm-hmm. area and everything, the leasing and the the zoning and the tr- you know all the trust that's got to go into it, all of that was going to pay for itself in three to five, and it's like we're talking like big money, mm-hmm. like big money. And I wish I could remember the statistics, but it's uh, it's what what makes me think like okay, we all know Turner Field was in a terrible part of town, right? It was awful, <laughs> and there was nothing going on, and you had to get to uh, your car safely, hopefully, right? And then you had to drive to the nearest like pub <laughs> or whatever if you wanted to go party after the game. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just walk to anywhere when it was Turner. So, and Turner field still exists. It's still there in the South part of Atlanta, but, and it's, but it's downtown technically still in the legitimate metropolitan area of downtown. But I, to answer your question, Brad, I think they're clearly missing out on tons of money. Turner field is considered a historical landmark of some kind. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, it's protected at some level. Okay. Because history has been made there a bunch of different times, right? You uh-huh. talk about Hank Aaron alone, you know. Yeah. So I think they're they're certainly reluctant, if not prohibited, from tearing it down and starting over, like they have in all the other places, most of the other places, like New York, like we talked about. Correct. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Astonishing. <laughs> but no, um, like I I feel like the city, not just the city itself, but the people, obviously, because they benefit from that money. Yes. Are, are missing out like in seattle you, you had the kingdom and then they're like you know what let's let's build a new stadium because kingdom's old and falling apart well where are we gonna go well, there's a lot across the street okay let's go across the street so they go <laughs> there we go <laughs> the south literally the south side of the street across the street from the kingdom they build safeco field at the time now t-mobile and then they tear down the kingdom and they build the seahawks new stadium which is now called no longer called CenturyLink. I don't. It's weird. Anyway, um, but mm-hmm. they still have those two stadiums right next door to each other, and they are like right there in the city. You can walk to those to those fields from like the ferries 
like from the ferry port, right? Yeah, right. Yes. And it and it's a it's a little bit of a jaunt, I'll give you that. But if you take the train, you know, like a lot of people will take the train to the game, it'll t- drop you off right there. So you have mm. ways of easy ways of getting there and it's right smack within Seattle city limits. That's so, cool. So the the city's getting all the benefit from it and I feel I don't know, I just feel like that's something that's interesting cuz the 49ers have done it in Santa Clara from San Francisco yeah. and I just it's not fair, Brick. It's, it's not, not fair. fair. It just feels wrong. There's something inauthentic about it. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do? Change the Braves name to the Marietta Braves? No. And you're not going to call them the Georgia Braves. And you're not going to call them the Georgia Braves. That, and Marietta's exactly. not going to turn down the money that's going to come from it either and say, no, no, Never. no, you're the Atlanta Braves. So, that's no, right. I, I get it all. But I, I wonder if there's some marketing <clears throat> something somewhere that would be that would say otherwise. Well, I talked to fan. Look, look, I talked to fans in Atlanta. I went to the Hard Rock Cafe in Atlanta, and we were asking them about baseball games, and they they were huffy. The fans there were huffy. They were like, "Because well, it's, it's not easy to get to anymore. It's not. It's not the same." And I know change is hard, and everybody gripes about adjustments, but they were they were not happy. And it had been a year or so since the new park went in, and they were still they were still really upset. And mm. rightly so, you know? Yeah. They Anyway, let's move on. Um, opening day had some craziness. And opening weekend developed into even more craziness. So, Brad, why don't you share with us one of your uh, top reactions or, or you know. Let's call them overreactions. That's what they are. Overreactions. <laughs> overreactions. I mean, we have to, Brig. We're two percent the way through the season. We have to overreact. Yeah, you're right. Let's overreact. This over sounds the course good. Of four I'll days. pivot a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so, right. um, the Red Sox stink. Um, <laughs> there's, <laughs> yep. Really, no two ways about it. <laughs> uh, they're they're defeated. <laughs> they might win sixty games this year. Um, it's rough. But really, rough though, like. I watched I watched the Red Sox a little bit this weekend and they they, they looked lost. They they did not look like a team that would fare very well. And like I said, it's the very first like we said it's the very first weekend of the of the season. <laughs> but there are, you can tell the teams I feel like that come in to the season ready to go and you know maybe lose some games like the A's. The A's caught the Astros at the beginning of their actual real-time revenge tour against Yep. Major League Baseball and its fans. So they're going to win four in a row. They're going to go four and oh. So but sad. to the Orioles, to the Orioles, after the you had Orioles. an extra day to prepare, you got swept? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Golly. Now, listen. We're going to say that this, because this tips into one of my overreactions. And I just have to say, on behalf of all of our friends who are in Birdland, and beyond wherever you are <laughs> congratulations you the baltimore orioles are leading the al east currently right now, at this moment by yep, a half t- a game well <laughs> i have them tied with the blue jays in the standings that i saw what i thought they were half a game up i have them both at three and one no well yeah but they're half a game up right even with the three and one record are they still well, a half no a game if up? it's if it's three and one they both have the same percentage and it's all the same well, I mean, because yeah, 
because runs don't come into play. You have to say that in your brain so voice, it's... Brad. <laughs> What's that? I said you have to say that in your brain voice. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Rig, uh, runs don't come into play. It's all strictly wins and losses in this situation. <laughs> to which I would respond, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we, we're, we're seriously we though, still this, sit atop the AL East is the yeah. point, and we want to congratulate all those Baltimore Orioles fans out there, and we hope that persists for at least seventy-two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what will happen. We're excited for you. We're excited with you, dilly dilly. <laughs> That's exactly right. They will That's be better right. than Boston this year. Let's be completely honest. It's true. I I don't <laughs> I don't see the the Red Sox finishing anywhere above last. Heck, they might break. They might have the first pick in the draft next year. They, yep. Ooh, they might actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So on opening day, we also had some craziness with our least favorite part of baseball culture, the long ball. But we're gonna go ahead and talk about it anyway because everybody loves the long ball. So the uh, we had three opening day walk off games, right, Brad? We had the mm-hmm. Brew Crew. Mariners mm-hmm. and Phillies all walked off their opening day games, mm-hmm. yep. which is pretty cool. It was cool because, uh, I mean, as a Mariners fan, obviously I was staying up watching that game. And with the bases loaded and my least favorite Mariner, Jake Fraley, at the plate, I was like, mm-hmm. this dude's going to ground a double play in this game. They're going to go in extra innings. I know it's going to happen. But he drew a walk. It was, I felt like I was watching Little Big League. Forget the homer. Just try to get hit by the pitch. And he, <laughs> yeah. and he drew a walk. He drew a walk, and the Mariners won. <laughs> so happy. Yeah, walk-off walk is always uh, – bases loaded. Walk-off base on I'll take I'll take a walk a over a balk-off, though. There's nothing, in my opinion, absolutely worse than a balk-off. Oh, no, because then there's so much confusion, and everybody's yelling, and it's just <laughs> – with the base on balls, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bases loaded. Walk. you're like all right well we suck a little bit right now so <laughs> but here's the thing about these walk-offs so so the phillies and the mariners actually all three of these games all, did all three of those go extra innings uh ooh. yeah they uh i, think, I don't i don't think did the phillies philadelphia did. go in extras no philly won in the bottom of the ninth but the brewers and the mariners and actually yeah because the mariners won in 10 so okay. the runner who started the inning on second base ended up being the runner who scored and ended Jeez. the game. The same thing happened with the Blue Jays and the Yankees, right? On opening yep. day. Opening day. Yes, sir. Yeah. So like with the way that I can't remember who was pitching for the Giants that night, the way he was pitching, like he wasn't getting out of that inning. There was no, no. way. Right. The Mariners were going to win that game because he was wild. He would walk the bases loaded. There was no way he was getting out of that inning. Um but as far as the Yankees and the Blue Jays go, if I remember right, like if they had had a runner on second, I don't think that things would have gone necessarily the same way. No, I agree because it, what ended up happening is the runner on second scored on a just a pretty routine double. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. He kind of jogged into home, right? Yeah, it wasn't even. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say it was effortless, but it was. It was definitely a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's – I really hate the rule. It just feels like – it just feels like Little League, which, you know, I have nothing wrong. There's no problem with Little League, but you can't no, have but, kids out playing 10 to 15 innings. So you yeah. got to do something to get them 
get home early. But professional athletes, they can play 10 to 15 innings. Yep. You know? And you have rotations in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why yeah. you keep your bench stocked. I mean, to think the Yankees, after Garrett Cole went, what, five and a third with eight Ks, he mm-hmm. did. Uh, he ended up with, I think, what, four or five pitchers came after him? Yeah, they had a, they had a different pitcher every every inning after that. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, force your relievers to go two. And, and yeah, but exactly because none of them uh, carried an earned run that whole stretch, that last part yeah. of opening at any of their any yeah. of their performances. Yeah, because the runner started on second. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Yeah, no, I feel like they have to, they have to push the pitchers a little bit more. And part of the problem with why we're not seeing as many hits and everybody's striking out all the time is because they're not pushing their relievers. There's, I don't feel like there's such thing as a long reliever anymore. No, which is even strange. The middle relief guys only go two. Which is strange to me though, because the pitchers are going a shorter time. Yeah, you know, like. If you have a pitcher who only goes two and two thirds, like it's not really that big of a deal because you're like, well, I guess we just, you know, bring in our our middle relievers and they'll go two innings each instead of one. It won't be that big of a deal. Yeah, if you're forced in, you mean if your starter goes yeah two and a third, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying if your starter goes two and two and a third, two and two thirds, something like that, and then yeah. you're not really stretching your relievers by by bringing them in at that point in the game. If they're capable of the long relief game, well, that's what I'm saying. Like they can go, they can go six outs. Yeah, and that's not hopefully. really long relief. <laughs> oh, you know? hopefully, I don't think Boston could go six outs right now with their middle relief. Can. Yeah, I don't think so either. So I and think that, that 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 comes down to circumstance and and who you got. Yeah, and you know there are, there are times I don't think that there are guys in the Mariners bullpen who can go three. So three at bats. Yeah, three outs. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like I feel like bullpens are down right now. Like there are the really really good ones. You know, like the Rays have a really good one. Dodgers. Um, Dodgers the Dodgers have a really good one. But like overall across the league, like relievers have become so nomadic because teams are just like, nah, you kind of did what we needed you to, but we can get somebody better from the minors or something else for like totally. five bucks. Yeah. Exactly. You know, five bucks. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the bullpen is different every single year for every team. You almost have complete turnover. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's really no, weird. it's super true. Yeah, it it is true. It's it's just it's a weird thing, weird thing. But let's talk about Miguel Cabrera because this home run. <laughs> so he hit the first home run of the season. He did. It was absolutely dumping snow in the middle of a blizzard, and he <laughs> didn't know that it went over the fence. Nobody did. Nobody could tell. <laughs> I think the, the only flakes, person who knew was the right fielder. The flakes were the size of your beard, Brad. <laughs> At least. Oh, At man, least they were big. huge. <laughs> they were so big. I mean, it looked like a bunch of baseballs dumping. But I I love that he went and slid into second base because he was ready yeah. to just have a double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where it is. I'm just going to get safe. Get to the base safe. That was so funny. And then they're like, no, no, yeah, no, because- it went over. <laughs> <laughs> because he still plays, he's capable of small ball, man. He's capable of mm-hmm. just getting on base, putting it in play. That's the whole point. <laughs> it is. It is the whole man. point. But it's awesome. Well, we have to, we have to live in the day, break. What's that? We have to live in the day. We do. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna. I'm gonna jump really quick, and we're gonna talk about one last thing before we take a break. Um. Opening day saw what I think is one of the most remarkable things 
in baseball. And I I don't know if anybody else would disagree with this. Once you realize what happened, most people I think missed it, but Akil Badu goes yard. He hits a home run on his first major league at bat. Okay. Now, hold on. It was not just his first major league at bat. So his his debut game. It's opening day, 2021, all the craziness and everything. Not only does he go yard in his first at bat, but he swings at the first pitch of his debut plate appearance and cranks one out of the stadium. Bradley, Brad, sir, check it out. (laughs) I'm just going to throw this at you. He is the 126th player in the history of Major League Baseball to homer in his debut plate appearance, his first at-bat. 126 all-time. Now, it gets even crazier. Because of all of those, 28, only 28 have homered on the first pitch in their debut at-bat in Major League Baseball history. And we got one this year. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is the kind of thing that baseball needs. And why, why is this so hard to find? This information needs to be in the public eye. It does. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, So you're welcome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, and, okay, so not only that, he hit a home run. So they actually, he made his debut on Saturday. Yeah. um, and Not actually opening day, but opening Oh, I thought it was opening day. Was it Saturday? Oh, sorry. It was Saturday, yeah. Um, But he hit a grand slam today, too, on Monday. That's Um, right. He did, yeah. Yeah, like the the Tigers were getting run out of the stadium. And by the Twins, they were down, like, it was like 15 to 2. And then he got up there and hit a grand slam in the bottom of the ninth inning to make it a little bit more respectable. But yeah. the fact that he didn't just pack it up and go home when they're down 13 runs, that he got up there and took a took a daddy hack and uh, and hit a grand slam. I think daddy good hack. on him. You know, I mean, he's got that. He's young and he's got that uh, that young enthusiasm. So good for him, and hopefully he can come out and be a bright spot for the Tigers because I don't like teams when they're that bad. <laughs> you know. Well, and accepting of it is my problem. Yes. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. And oh, we will for sure. get there. We and will we get gotta there. get there. But anyway, Absolutely. baseball family, we're excited about Akil Badu. We should we think you should pay attention to what's going on. Go out and look up those twenty eight all time first pitch homers uh in their major league debut. I think it's pretty cool history there. Uh we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back, we have a special guest interview for you with John Moore. The Baseball Together Network presents the Baseball Together Daily Podcast. Join Brad each day during the MLB season as he gives a recap of the box scores from the previous day's games. Welcome back, baseball family, to yet another installment of the Baseball Together Podcast. We have an exciting interview to bring you today. John Moore is in the house. He's with us here. Say hi, John. Hey, guys. What's going on? <laughs> We're really excited to have John here. We're going to let you uh, get to know him in just a minute. But first, we're going to see if he gets caught in the rundown. So, John, our first question for you is, what is your quest? My quest? 
Oh my gosh. My quest <laughs> as far as baseball or general life? Whatever you want, John. <laughs> Golly, hard-hitting questions here, man. You guys are journalism majors, aren't you? <laughs> Good Lord. I get, I, you know, my quest is a, is a happy, long – I'm, I'm very happily married. I'm a lot older than you youngsters. Uh, <laughs> been uh, happily married, got a wonderful wife, three wonderful kids. I just hope everyone stays healthy, healthy and uh, get them grandkids. And I got my oldest one married off, so – uh, that's, that's my quest and, and see as much baseball. Uh, you know what my quest, my wife and I have a quest to see every major league ballpark in America, along with minor league ones. And we're pretty well on our way where we've seen a few so far. Wow. Nice. That's a great quest. All right. Follow up question. <laughs> what is your favorite color? My favorite color is blue, blue. Mm-hmm. I'm partial to orange too, but blue. Yeah, I, I do like blue. Next question. What is your favorite position to watch or focus on during a baseball game? Wow, that's a great question. You know, I, I, uh, I, I'm an old school guy. I really like a good pitcher's duel um, and, and a catcher and watching a catcher call a game. So that, that's probably the most. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big defender of defense too. So um, I like all of it, but I guess a good pitcher's duel is really exciting to me. Solid. Agreed. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're all about pitching and defense, small ball here. Yeah. Um, like yeah. big time. I was a catcher growing up, so I, I watch catchers all the time. Love it. Yeah. Love pitching. If your team were a beverage, what would it be? A beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sorry. Was the Rangers? Is that I'm right? sorry. Was I too? Was I too soon with that? Let me say it again. A beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now are we talking a Bud Light or is this a something on the IPA spectrum or? Are we- I tell you, I like a I like a local blonde brew from any anywhere you go. If there's a local beer or local brewery, I will go in and get your blondes. I'm not a big IPA guy. The dark beers just they don't settle with me right, and it just gives me the belches and everything else. So a good blonde <laughs> beer from any local brewery, my wife and I are usually on board. We love them. That's wonderful. That's great. Uh, which Texas Ranger throws the best parties? the best parties mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh you know uh, uh let's see I, I would have to say um at all time or like on the current roster Ooh, uh let's see both is your let's discretion both. yeah <laughs> I, I think i think all time from uh I, I don't know if you know this you guys know this or not but there's a former major league player named jeff fry and he he hosts a pod, podcast and i'm his producer and the stories i've heard about him and and all the different guys we've had on sounds like jose canseco the former ranger probably through the best parties um he, he, jeff holse jeff holse was on the other or david holse was on the other night he played for the rangers and the brewers for a few years and he talked about when canseco was with the rangers that he flew him and his wife out to florida to stay at his house so they could play golf and beat a rod <laughs> so it, and and canseco was always going out so it sounds like that guy would probably through the best parties on the team today probably throwing the best party i, I guess Golly, I would I would probably guess I would probably say someone like Elvis until he got traded. So mm. uh, Gallo, I've seen Gallo. We've seen Gallo go to a couple things and have a couple beers. Maybe Joey Gallo. Now, are we playing golf and beating a Rod? He or did. Are we they, playing golf and 
beating a rod like, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i think they meant they shot a better score than a rod did it was kind of because uh just yeah felt he felt like it should be clarified there especially with conseco there's so many people on both sides of that argument you know i just <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the good follow-up brig i appreciate that all right john when it comes to hats are you a snapback flex fit or fitted kind of guy or are you a dad hat guy i am a uh see on ball caps uh, you know i i i, I kind of like the the i do like the fitted hats um the flexible fitted hats i really like those i don't really care i don't i'm not old school with the ones that sit up high on your head i just like a good and i really i forget what they call them now where they look like they're kind of worn out and used i really love those hats yeah. um but but i here's what i am i'm a guy that thinks if you're gonna wear a ball cap you wear the cat straight on your head. You wear it straight ahead and, and do that. I coached for a little while with little kids. And I said, you know, when you walk off the field, you want to put it backwards, do all that. I do that too sometimes. But when you're on the field, we're all going to have our hat straight on. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to bend the bill a little bit, the flat hat, you know, and uh, uh, that's not my thing. But that wasn't my thing growing up. That's a new thing now, and I'm getting used to it. But I, I don't wear the flat hat. I always, yeah. used to, always bend the bill a little bit. So what's yeah, your favorite can... fourth inning snack then? My fourth inning snack is probably yeah. going to be either peanuts. Uh, I like to go get some peanuts or popcorn to go with my beer. Usually. Mm-hmm. I, nice. I feel like anybody who can eat popcorn in public is brave because yeah. I find myself just like handful after handful, like I'm never going to get it again. Just like, you know, <laughs> so that's like the one food I will not eat. public. Well, so, so I'm credentialed media for the Texas Rangers and they provide free popcorn so it's really a pain uh, because you just can mm-hmm. keep going back and just sitting there at your at your computer just doing they're this big the spenders time. down there in our <laughs> oh yeah they're big yeah <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> all right john which current texas ranger could you strike out could i strike out Ooh, current ranger it's got to be a pitcher right so you got to think of a pitcher that you might <laughs> yeah. could strike out so yeah i um God, they're they're all athletic. I, I would say on this team, God, they'd probably all take me yard. It wouldn't even be a problem. Uh, let's see. If I had to pick one on there now, maybe you're looking at someone like uh, they just brought in this guy from uh, Korea named Yang. He looks a little pudgy. Maybe I could, you know, try to run him inside and see if I can ch- jam him up or something. Uh, they, they're probably all going to take me yard. I think if I if I aired it out, even at my younger days, I might top out at about seventy one or two. So right, I'm probably just tossing batting practice. Uh, That's so. great. That's great. So my next question for you, John, is uh, is will Chuck Norris be throwing out uh, the first pitch at a game in the new stadium this season? And and if so, how long will the catcher be on the injured list? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I wonder if he's ever done that. Being he's he does live in the Metroplex, I think. Uh, doing that if he's if he goes, I don't know. We got some. We got three young tough catchers down here in Texas. Right, Chuck might be in trouble. What is he? Seventy five now, something like yeah, that. That's right. <laughs> probably still do the splits (laughs) (laughs) not fair (laughs) all right last one fair that's he can gurgle peanut butter so yeah that's right (laughs) all right last one for you what is your favorite memory covering the texas rangers 
My favorite, you know, I, I, uh, so covering them, um, it's, I've only been doing it for a few years now and I was there. So if y'all don't know, we have a brand new stadium, uh, that we just built a big indoor stadium. Um, and on the, I was at the very last game of the old stadium. And after the game media is allowed on the field, we were down on the field and I was standing right there at home plate when they dug up home plate and did this whole ceremony. A lot of the old Rangers, when I was growing up, uh, were there and we got the, they took it across over to the new stadium, which was still in the process of being built, but it was to take home plate and put it over there. That was, mm. uh, that was an amazing time to do that. And probably the first game I ever got to attend as media was pretty cool. Um, I kind of kept my mouth shut and my head down as I was, it was brand new doing it and, uh, and following around. Now I'm good friends with, the, you know, all the TV and radio crew and all the, all of them. I've gotten to know them now, but back then I was just kind of like a deer in the headlights and making sure I didn't say anything wrong, basically. Yeah. That is 100% the great. experience of the first game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I was at, yeah. I was in the press box for at a twins game and Tory Hunter came walking through cause it was his, is the weekend he was getting inaugurated in, or, uh, initiated into their ring of honor. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, you know, everybody else was there. You had Rick Aguilera and a bunch of other Hall of Famers and stuff. I was just like, just mind my P's and Q's. I understand that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do, I, I do have one story that was, that's really cool. So, in the old stadium uh, – so, and this is – believe me, I'm an old Ranger fan. I started back in 74, the first game I ever attended. And this wow, was the nice. old – old Arlington stadium. And then they built in 94, the stadium that we just left. And mm-hmm. so my first year in the press box, um, back behind where the press is, there's a, a like a, a room where you go eat, they, you know, they, they put out a buffet dinner and you eat the dinner and they, all these tables to sit at and they have soft drink machines and all of that. No beer. I guess in the old days used to be beer, but there wasn't beer. So you could go get a soft drink or whatever. So I'm going to get uh, the Oreos are in town and I go running over to get a Diet Coke, get my Diet Coke refill. And as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm doing it. Somebody bumps me and, uh, and he turns around. No, he was in front of me. That's what it was. He was in front of me. And I was just kind of looking at my phone, getting ready to get it. And I couldn't see who it was. He was in front of me on the machine. He kind of runs back, he bumps into me, turns around, grabs my, he goes, Hey man, really sorry. I'm sorry about that. And I'm like, no, no, no problem. And I look, it's Jim Palmer. And he's like, and I, and so I'm putting it on Jim Palmer just apologized to me. I cannot believe it. <laughs> and he was like, are you sure you I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm fine, man. Yeah. Yeah. You could have spilled it all over me and I'd be okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. That's awesome. All right. Let's take a short break. When we get back, we're going to talk to John about some more uh, Texas Rangers baseball. I'm Jason. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of the non-North sports podcast. We're the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the Non-Letter Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Welcome back, baseball family. We have John Moore with us again. We're going to get more into Texas Rangers baseball, and I have a few questions for him about ba- baseball in Texas in general. But uh, let's let's start with that new stadium. We talked a little bit about it last last segment. We were getting to know John with the rundown. But what is John? What's one feature about this new stadium that baseball fans are just going to love? Air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Was that? It's why has the lid, right? <laughs> you knew it. it, man. I'm gonna. Let me tell you something. Let me just break it down for those. There's a lot of people that all oh, the purest that'll sit there and tell you, I cannot believe we're going to play indoors, all of this. And I'm like, you have never 
come down to Texas and, and I've been coming since 1974. Like I said, when I was a little kid, I was about seven at that time. And I, it is hot, even in the evenings. Look, you can have a game time at 7.05 pitch and, and you look at the temperature, it's 94 degrees at, at yeah. game time. You can't imagine how hot it is down on the field. And so when you're there, well, Sunday afternoons, Rangers always played Sunday afternoon games at one o'clock uh, central time. That's that's dead. August, it's 100, 103 degrees. I'm sorry, it's hot. And I mean, you get burned if you don't have on your, if you're not underneath in shade whatsoever. And uh, last year, uh, there were no fans last year, but we, we were, we did have access in the press box um, to be there. And I'm telling you right now what they're going to love. You know, my last year at the stadium, when I was in the press box, I never realized how much I appreciated the air until I would leave and go meet a fan or go do something down, down in the stands. It was hot. And then I'd get back in the press box and be very happy. We're open air. The press box in Texas now is open air. So there's oh. no glass. There's a, it's just open air. There's the, oh. and, and by the way, the highest spot in the whole thing. I mean, I told people, if you think we're lucky because we get media credentials, that sounds really cool and all of that. But literally, I think we counted me and a couple of the beat writers and they're like eight rows or there's only eight rows in the whole stadium that are higher than us. I mean, oh. we're way <laughs> up there, but we are kind of behind home plate back over there yeah. to the right side, you know, but we, all of us, it's funny. You see them, they all have binoculars. They're all, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I was there, yeah, yeah, when when I was, I went to uh, Ranger Stadium Globe Life in uh, 2019, and Mm -hmm. it was a Sunday afternoon game, just exactly what you're saying. And the ushers, we went and sat, found our seats, because, you know, I'm a purist. I am. I want to sit where I'm, you know, I want to be up against the railing and everything. And they were like, no, no, no. You're not from here, are you? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, my wife and I looked. We're like, no. They're like, very clearly, get your butt up, up here, come yeah. back into the shade. And they had been ushering everyone not to their seats that they paid for, but to the safer location. They yeah. handed me a water. I, I mean, so I was impressed with the entire experience, and it was so hot. Oh, and it's great. And here's the thing that I never knew, and I learned this when I became uh, media. Uh, so I, we would go down and bat and practice before every game and you could go down on the field, just stand behind the batting cage and watch them take batting practice, which was pretty cool because yeah. from that angle, we're getting to watch a ball they're hitting out and, and doing all that. And so, but we can also sit in the dugout, you know, you know, while they're taking batting practice. So, so a couple of me and a couple of the other writers and podcast, whatever we set out, you know, we go over there and we sit in the dugout. When you sit, you always see the guys. And if you see the old Ranger games, they're always sitting, not on the bench, but they sit up with their feet on the bench back behind it. There's air right there and i come in right behind them there's air and i was like hey there's air in here and i'm like i don't feel as sorry for these guys man they got air right here but it was still so hot there's no movement down there on the field no wind movement whatsoever you know i've actually always wondered about that because we had i played in like two or three games in high school we had those underground dugouts like that and we went ahead and sat Mm -hmm. up on the bench you know because that's what the big leaguers do and i always assumed it was because when you're down low you all you see pretty much is the top step and then like grass you know so i was like you got a better view from there why not sit but that air situation that's a game changer entirely yeah (laughs) and i always wondered if if the if the rangers played any kind of uh home field advantage there and not and did not give that to the <laughs> to the i didn't i never went and sat in the opposing dugout because they had their own people in there and that's i don't know if it was over there i'll bet it they sounds did. like a very it sounds like a very bill belly belichickian thing to do yeah, yeah no <laughs> turn kidding. off the ac <laughs> well you can't deflate baseballs so that's true yeah. you can juice right. them but you can't deflate them yeah uh-huh uh-huh 
That's well, fantastic. So, um, how long was the new stadium in the plans? You know, was is it something they'd been thinking about for for a very long time, or was was it more of uh, you know, like oh, okay, fine, we got to do something. So, so it it so in 1994 they built the new one, and, and it was the first look. If if you've ever seen pictures of the old one, that's where Nolan Ryan pitched back in the old days. It was it's technically it was a triple A field that they just kept adding stands to, <laughs> and uh, and so they really needed to upgrade it. And so the new the Globe Life Field, uh, Globe Life Park, excuse me, it's Globe Life Field now, but Glo- Globe Life Park was a very beautiful stadium it was really nice but just didn't have the air so they after getting in it a couple years they started realizing golly maybe we should have considered you know like houston did and put a roof on it but they started talking are there plans maybe to just build a roof just add a roof and then i think architects went over it and over it just couldn't figure out uh how to do it and the expense of what they were gonna have to do to even put a roof over it or have one to to come in was going to end up being an issue uh going to be so expensive that they almost like well maybe we need a new stadium uh something to that effect so 94 was when it came in so you're talking it was 25 years that they that they kept that stadium and then it it was really about a three or four year process there was Mm -hmm. grumblings there were talks that they wanted to do it there was a lot of thought that maybe the rangers were losing out on some of the free agent pitchers who who they would hear from other pitchers and say hey you know yeah that it does get hot there and you know you really gotta keep you know and other teams would come in and play and on a good on a hot day it was it was it was bad and so i think it scared them off and so it was a couple year process then they they finally got a bond passed because in in it's actually arlington texas have y'all ever been down here you did yep. you said you came down here have you been down mm-hmm. here before uh, i haven't i haven't no brad you haven't okay so so dallas and fort worth is a you know, you got Dallas, Fort Worth. They're probably about forty miles apart from Dallas, mm-hmm. Fort Worth. In the middle is Arlington, <clears throat> yeah. and uh, Arlington's kind of a suburb, and and all of that, and and has become kind of a destination. And they've got a Six Flags Over Texas there now. The Cowboys play there, yeah, um, right and then, the street, yeah, right, yeah. Dallas, Dallas messed that up. Uh, they used to play in Irving, <laughs> Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Jones. <laughs> kind of uh said you know i want to build a stadium in, in in downtown dallas which everyone's always thought that would be fun to do and the dallas mayor at the time basically said you pay for it yourself and he said well i thought maybe we'd get some tax break to do that it would cause revenue <clears throat> and then he said i'll look I'll, i'm in irving now i'll just go somewhere else maybe i'll go to arlington and the mayor said yeah you're going to take the dallas cowboys to arlington <laughs> and uh a week later he cut a deal with arlington <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, she was ironically not reelected for some reason. That didn't oh, no, happen. No. So uh, anyway, but that so it's become a neat place, and they've got a new hotels built there, and then they've got this thing called Texas Live, which is this big development with all these bars, and you can go in and have a beer and what the big screens and watch the games, all these restaurants, and so um, it, it's really it's it's really cool how they did that. So it's about a three year process. They finally got the bond passed. They got it through. And, uh, and, and there we had, that thing started going up. They took out a few parking lots that we used to all park in and mm-hmm. man, it was a, it, that thing went up pretty quick. Uh, it seemed like it, like you would, every time you come back, there were new walls up or something, but it's, it's very nice. It's a really nice facility. It looks yeah, really nice. Excited about it, it. it did feel like it went up a lot faster than what I would have expected, especially building that size. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I have, I have a specifically like a Rangers players question. Um, as a fan of an, of another AL West team, I'm actually a Mariners fan. Um, I want to know though, as a, as a baseball fan in general, who are some guys that we should keep an eye out for this year on the Rangers? I know Gallo has talked about, uh, that 
I think it was him who said, uh, I'm not going to play like I did last year or something like that. Yeah. So Gallo, uh, uh, so one of Gallo's problems was Joey Gallo's who we're talking about. And Joey Gallo mm-hmm. was not, he was not uh, protected in the lineup. He was basically the, the only power and the only real threat in the lineup. Joey was also a little bit, admittedly, he admitted it. Uh, he was just a little bit uh, intimidated when they first took some batting practice in there. The ball did not carry like the old stadium with the open air. And so then all of a sudden it took him about half the year before he realized if, if you're big and strong, you can drive the ball out of here. It's not, you know, and then all of a sudden he started driving the ball out. Um, but so some names that you don't know that, that will be to someone to watch for um, the number one prospect is a guy named Josh Young. He's a third base prospect. Um, the only reason, excuse me, the only reason Young won't make the opening day roster is that he's only played uh only had 177 minor league at bats, uh, but he has just crushed it. He played at the alternative site last year. Um, they they fully expect him to be the starting third baseman, but may not be for at least a month or two before the All Star break. But they'll they'll bring him in. That's one guy to watch. Um, you've got uh, Leody Tavares is going to be probably the center fielder. Really smooth. That guy looks like he glides. He, a lot of these guys <laughs> got called into action last year. That that that. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, I get the, the, you guys as Mariner fans dealt with the situation where they just lost their president of baseball operations over admitting that they were kind of messing with the service time. Uh, Rangers don't do that. Uh, they have, if, if you're there, they bring you up. They've done it before. They did it with Elvis Andrus. Um, they, they will bring you up if they think that you can help the team. And uh, so I, I'm pretty proud of them for that. Uh, but they, you know, with injuries and the season being weird, I think it was when last year kind of started the way it is, they basically, they just started kind of cutting bait with veterans and saying, we're going to start playing kids. Um, we got to see what we have here. So that's the two names uh, in pitching. Kyle Cody came up. He was a starter, came up last year. He's only had, he only had about 20 innings. So he's going to be probably held to maybe only a hundred innings this year, but that guy's mm-hmm. potential ace, but um, uh, he won't, he won't get enough innings. You'll, you'll just know, watch his numbers will be pretty good, but, uh, or he has the ability to be an, a top sure. rotation guy. Nice. Yeah. Did you I have actually, some break? Sorry. Well, I want to, I was, I was going to get into service time because, you know, that's, that's a hot topic right now is service time manipulation and how, you know, the teams are doing it all across the league. And it's interesting to hear you say that you have seen no evidence of that in Texas. That's, that's, I mean, truly fantastic and almost remarkable. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, and, and, and for teams that it's the one way that owners look, and and I'm not a guy that comes out there and, and just rips the owners left and right and you know like the 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 texas rangers aren't spending a lot of money right now and texas ranger fans go crazy and i'm trying to explain now's not the time to spend a lot of money you've got you've got a lot of young kids that you really need to see what they are then if they come out and stay you know look the rangers it would be a great season if they could win 75 to 78 games it'd be a great season especially how young they are then when you know okay that's going to be my shortstop my, you know we've got you know you've got clayton kershaw who would, could come home to dallas you've got uh trevor story is going to be a free agent you can go out and get trevor story i mean you you can you can load up and joey gallo with with Trevor Story, David Dahl's now in the lineup. You've also got uh, Nate Lowe that they traded for that's that's coming over right now. I mean, he's protected in the lineup. He's had two spring training games uh, this year and hit two home runs. So jo- Joey's already uh, seeing the the benefits of being a little bit protected in that lineup so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's yeah, I, that, service time that manipulation makes, has always been interesting to me because I've always been the guys like don't bring guys up too early because as a Mariners fan, I saw Mike Zunino who was like a triple A all-star, you know, he could hit all the kinds, all the pitching. And, and I mean, I saw him hit a ball out of Smith's ballpark in Salt Lake on like the first pitch yeah. he saw of the game, you know, but then he comes up and he's not ready for big league pitching. And I don't know yeah. if it's because he only spent a year and a half in the minor leagues. So I've always been a fan of like, keep guys down for at least two years, you know, let them yeah. work their way through. Especially if they're a high school kid, they, they need to really uh, acclimate into, into playing like that. Uh, some of these college kids, you know, uh, uh, Josh Young was a number eight overall pick, and he was, a, uh, he was a college third baseman for Texas Tech University. So he's played, you know, some pretty competitive ball mm-hmm, coming yeah. into this, but he has been everything advertised. And I think there are a lot of fans that say he needs to start the season in AAA I mean, I mean, start it needs to, he needs to go ahead. They need to get him up here. And I'm, I'm one of the guys going just, you know what, look, if he makes this team out of spring training, he's far better than we already think he is. And we already think he's going to be a great player. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so if he makes the team, it means he has surpassed everything. And it's like, there is just no reason to take him to triple A. You know, he's, he's hitting a thousand. He finally got his first at bat today and he drove in a run. So, but I, he just, he's only had 177 at bats. I'd like to see him go down, play every day at triple A. There's going to be travel there. They do fly in triple A, get down there, get about at least a couple hundred at bats maybe. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and look, if you're there and you're, if you get a hundred, 150 at bats, you're hitting 360, you got eight home runs, you got a 950 open. Yeah. There's no reason for you not to go ahead and come on up, you know, let's get on up here and start playing. But I would just love to see him every day do that. And it gives them time to move any players they have if they want to, you know, look, nobody's tied down to third base right now. They're just kind of waiting on young to get here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd like to stay on the controversial subjects for a minute, if that's okay with you. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of talk about Pudge Rodriguez, you know, being in the hall of fame and all of his performance enhancing uh, stuff like that. I mean, with that, with that history, what is that? Where do you land on the PEDs in the hall of fame? I think maybe let's start with that question. So, um, well, first of all, if you've tested positive for it, look, there's speculation around a lot of guys. I mean, Sammy Sosa yep. never tested positive for steroids, but everybody just assumed that he was on steroids. You got, uh, what was his name for Baltimore? Brady. Oh, Brady uh, Anderson. Yeah. Anderson. That, <laughs> yeah. That came in and had the one year. He just all of a sudden he hit 50 home runs and, uh, you know, you know, there's, I mean, he's not a hall of famer though. So we're talking about hall of Raphael. Look, Texas is associated with PEDs. Um, you've got uh, Jose Canseco played for Texas. You've got mm-hmm. Rafael Palmero, who so famously sat in court and said, I did not take steroids. And then he was uh, tested positive for it and was kicked out for the you know rest remainder of that season and, you know, never recovered from that. I, so if you're gonna, if you're going to start considering it, I mean, a lot of people did it back then. Um, it, it was, a, it was around the whole league, uh, the Mitchell report, See, the Mitchell report threw a lot of guys under the bus, even though they never tested positive for it. That just had all those names that came into it. So then everyone just assumed. And you had to have some contrition and come into it. And so, you know, people like A-Rod who came back and admitted, hey, I signed a $252 million contract. It was the biggest one in history. And I felt the pressure. And so, you know, someone said I ought to try it. Um, You know, that that, you can take that for what it's worth. I mean, at least he should. Um, Andy Pettit. 
uh, tried it some and then, but he came back and people forgave him. I don't know if he'll be in the hall of fame over that situation. Uh, Pudge, there was some rumors, but you know, Pudge never got looped in. Even when he was here, he wasn't ever looped in with that group. I, I think PEDs, if you're going to let one in, you got to let them all in. And, uh, right. So it really mm-hmm. depends on where you do it. And then if you're going to do that, then you got to really seriously consider Pete Rose. I mean, the guy's paid his dues, um, you know, uh, uh, there. And, and you know, he, 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 did he ever bet against his team? There's no proof he did. He did admit he bet, it on, he bet on his team, and that's when he would, you know. So, I, uh, gosh, it, it's such a touchy subject. The purist <laughs> in me says, forget y'all. You, 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 you know, you were, you were horrible for the game. But the other part's like – well, if you were the best of everyone that was doing it, I mean, you know, there, there's a, it, it's main thing was you recovered quick. That's what the main mm-hmm. thing about steroids. You could recover quicker. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. It's a great question. It's a great question. So let's, let's continue on along this vein with cheating and things like that. I want to know as somebody who lives in Texas um, as a Rangers fan, what was kind of the pulse with Rangers fans and, and people just baseball fans in Texas in general about the Astros and the sign cheating? or sign stealing man that we loved it uh we loved it look there was there was a big so there's a there's a history so the astros and rangers have never had really bad blood um until uh a couple years before uh that all happened Uh, do y'all remember the hurricane katrina came in and, and flooded uh houston and houston flooded and so uh, what happened there, uh, Houston basically threw Texas under the bus. It was really kind of crappy what they did. So the, the Nolan Ryan's son, Reed Ryan, was president for, for them. And so there was a series. So that uh, the stadium flooded. Uh, they were supposed to be pl- – or Houston flooded. The stadium was okay, but Houston flooded, and they couldn't get everyone around. It was a, may not have been Katrina. It may have been another hurricane, whatever it was. Anyway, so um, they, they canceled the games that weekend. And, and Texas – so what happened was Houston – Texas was supposed to be playing in Houston. Okay. So Houston basically said, I tell you what, why don't we just come up there? We'll play our series there. And then we have another series coming up. I think at the next month or whatever, we'll just switch and we'll come down there. Well, that, that all sounds great, except that there's a lot of things that go into your tickets and you have a lot of people like my son stole a base. So I had to pay this money and he, we had tickets to that game and he got to go out on the field and steal a base and all this stuff. There's all these things that are lined up before the season starts. And all of a sudden you're going to yank that out from under my, we had people traveling in from Illinois to watch that thing. And so John Daniel said, well, hang on a minute. He said, I can't necessarily make this decision on the spot because I've got to consider our fans for that series. But if y'all want to come up, we can just play it right here. We'll give you the entire gate. You'll get every revenue. We'll give you all the money. Well, it became this big thing where Rangers don't care about Houston, this whole thing. And they really threw them under the bus. And then once the dust settled, most people just thought the Rangers were being jerks. Um, when, when the truth was, say they weren't playing the Rangers um, and, they, and the Rangers weren't going to be in town, they would have come and played at Texas. They'd have played their home games there until the stadium was ready to go. Instead, what did they do? They got mad. They said, no, that's not what we're going to do. So Texas and Houston went and played in Tampa Bay in front of like 11 people. <laughs> and Houston got no money out of that deal. They didn't get anything. And it was kind of like, are you kidding me? You know what you could have drawn in Texas? You would have had Houston people all over. They'd have probably cut prices, get everybody up there. And, and so that started it. So when the sign stealing came out and they got busted for it, I mean, we were 
thought it was funny. <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> we're kind of like, really? Okay, get off your high horse, why don't you? You know, you like to throw other people on the bus. Now you get it. So uh, it was an issue. Yeah, I mean, we 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 didn't exactly uh, hate it. Let's just say that. <laughs> so there's still the bad blood then. There is. Um, yeah. that, that it's a good rivalry. It'll be a good rivalry. I'm glad they're in the same division now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what we've talked about is them being in the same division. We wondered if this would light some kind of fire, but that context that really helps. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, and as another as a fan of another AOS team, it's like it's about time something happened to those guys cuz it was like you yeah. know, as a Mariners fan, I hated the Astros for a long time even when they were really bad because for some reason they'd still win. You know, the Mariners yeah. being contention in September and they'd still go loose to the Astros and get eliminated from the playoffs, you know. It's like yeah, and then right. finally that happens like vindication. <laughs> you <know>? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and you know that in the Mariners have had the even when Texas was going to the World Series, they never did great against the Mariners in those years. Um, uh, but you know what, you, as a Mariner fan, we're kind of in the same boat, except that we did actually make it to the world series yes. twice. Uh, but, uh, I tell you what I, I've said, as I've, I, in my predictions think that, that the Mariners are going to finish in the top three this year. I, I, oh, this year. I, I do believe, yeah, this year, I think they are, uh, I think they're going to finish in the top three and maybe have a chance to compete for a wild card. I like what they've done over there. I like it a lot. Um, I've said a number of times I have them winning the World Series in 2023. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, just because everybody's going to hit. I feel like at that that year. What What's the kid's name? Kalenic. Kalenic. Jared Kalenic. Yeah, that's yeah. the kid. That's really that's the one that was in the controversy. But apparently mm-hmm. that kid's that kid's a stud. He's really good. And you know what? Last year I was watching all their summer camp stuff, and watching him, I wasn't like I wasn't overly impressed with them because I didn't feel like there's a, a lot of hustle. But now that story comes out where they told him you're not going to make the big league squad this year anyway. Like, yeah, I get it. I wouldn't have hustled either. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> Why? What's the point? Yeah. But yeah, no, exactly. I mean, he's, he's the number four prospect in minor league baseball right now. And then Julio yeah. Rodriguez is right behind him at number five. I mean, I think the Mariners will have possibly the top, top outfield in the big leagues in a couple of years with those yeah. guys up. They're, they're, if, they, if they perform like they're supposed to, they're going to be good. Yeah. Be really good. Well, we are getting low on time here. Uh, let's finish with one thing here. Um, why don't you give us, speaking of predictions, why don't you give us some predictions this year? What do you think the Rangers are going to do? Uh, and let's just go go on from there. Yeah, so in, in my personal thing, on the, I don't know that the Rangers will finish last in the American League West. They could. Uh, they have a capability. Look, they're not going to compete for a wild card. If they do, they're going to way they'd be way overperforming uh what they should do i think I, i've got them winning about 75 76 games i think the west has still got to go through um oakland um and i think at second place and third place will be somewhere between actually houston and houston and seattle i think the angels may be the team that fall down to the bottom they still haven't addressed their pitching issue as far as world series goes and what's going on before that um, there's a good chance that I, I like the, uh, the Padres or the, uh, out of the national league, you got the Padres or the coming out of the West, actually, it's going to be one of the teams out of the West, either the Dodgers, or the Padres and what they've done out of the American league. The Yankees are going to be competitive coming out of there. Uh, Oakland never as good as they are. They don't ever go far. And so my guess is probably Yankees Padres. And then if I have my way, it'll be the Padres winning it. Cause I never want the Yankees to do anything. Fine. There you go, Brig. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you where people can find you in your work, but now I won't. <laughs> Are you a Yankee, a Yankee fan? fan. Yeah. Big Yankee fan. <laughs> You've offended the royal we. 
you know, I want you to know. <laughs> All of us. It's I think like, I think 28, 27 World Series is enough. You know, that's another guy. It's a yeah. lot. It's not enough, but it's a lot. Yeah. They'll be good though. Yan- Yankees will be the team to beat. You, you know, out of the central, you do have the White Sox that look like they're going to be better this year. But I still yeah. think the Yankees. So yeah. before we go, tell us where we can find you. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Ranger Nation Pod at Ranger Nation Pod on Twitter. Uh, I write for Dallas Sports Nation. If you go there, you can find the blog. I, I do a lot of writing there, and that's basically where you can do it. That's I'm on great. Instagram at Ranger Nation Pod. Also, I can't figure out Instagram. I have my kids have to help me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, thanks for joining us. Let's uh, close this out before it closes us out, and uh, let's have you on again soon. This was awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Anytime, just let me know. Thanks again, John. Yeah. You got it, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. Baseball family, once again, thank you for joining us. That was John Moore covering the Texas Rangers for Rangers Sports Nation. Don't forget to jump on the shop. That's 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Get hats, T-shirts, pillows. We got all kinds of great stuff for you. You can also head over to BaseballTogether.com where you can listen to the podcast. You can watch the podcast. You can also submit to our mailbag. Send us any questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, whatever you would like to send our way. And we will answer and give you a shout out on the podcast. And baseball family, we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.